This is episode number 157, a breakdown of my tech stack. Welcome to the Paul Miners Podcast, the show that will help you to optimize your time, income, and lifestyle fast. Get more done with actionable, easy-to-follow advice and learn how to live life on your terms. And now, introducing your host, Paul Miners. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Paul Miners Podcast, episode number 157. As always, it is an absolute pleasure to to have you listening today. I really do appreciate your time and your attention, because I know how valuable uh, your time is, so thank you for tuning in. And today, I am doing a breakdown of my tech stack. I'm going to be talking about every single tool that I use to be more productive, to manage my time, and just get my work done. The show notes for this episode can be found at paulminers.com slash 157, but actually, rather than linking to a blog post this week, I'm actually linking to my recommended tools page. This is a page I've had up on my website uh, basically since the beginning, which lists, yeah, as the name suggests, the, the, the recommended tools that I use. And I've recently updated this page. I actually cleaned up a lot of old tools that I used to use that I no longer use. So everything now on this page, my recommended tools, Everything is actually a tool that I use, um, and so that's what I am talking about today. So if you do want to get access to any of the links of the things that I am talking about, to the tools themselves, to other resources, actually the page as well, I have included lots of like links to videos and extra blog posts and resources. So if you do want to learn more about either of these things that I'm going to talk about, head on over to paulminers.com slash 157, and you'll be able to check out my recommended tools. So I'm going to go through everything in alphabetical order because that's literally the order that they appear on the page. So these aren't necessarily in any particular order of importance or how useful they are. It's really just alphabetical. And so with that, I am starting with 1Password. This is my password management system. It's my go-to system. Um, I think it's absolutely great for storing all your passwords for different online accounts that you have. And I I really like that it supports uh, two-factor authentication as well. So if you're signing into like your Google or your Dropbox account, you can very quickly input that two-factor code. Uh, So it really is nice having that extra layer of security. But it's also great for storing other information like credit card details, uh, secure notes. I even have like passport and driver license numbers in there. So if I'm ever filling in forms, I've got quick access to those important details. Um, If you want to get started with 1Password, I highly recommend uh, unlocking 1Password by the Suite Setup. Uh, Great resource um, that you can check out to kind of learn the ropes on 1Password. And if you haven't got any kind of password manager, please consider getting a password manager. I've talked about the importance of having a password manager many times before, so uh, definitely check out 1Password. Next up, we have Alfred, and Alfred is a search tool for the Mac, which I didn't really get at first, um, but once I started experimenting with it, I really quickly fell in love with this powerful powerful application. It basically helps you to search and find things on your computer and across the web, so it's kind of like Spotlight that's built into the Mac, um, but it's so much more powerful, and one of the great things I like is Alfred's customizable web search, so you can set up search uh, searches for things like, um, I can search for payments on my website or in Stripe or subscribers in my ConvertKit account. It can also run workloads for you, so you can execute workflows. For example, I can create tasks in Asana. Um, And one of my favorite features of Alfred is the Clipboard Manager. This is it's such an underrated feature, but I love the clipboard manager. It means when I copy text and links and things, I can easily go back and find those later. I use this probably 
I'm not joking, hundreds of times a day. And that clipboard manager alone saves me so much time. So I love Alfred for that. I actually recently posted a video about Alfred. So check out the links in uh, the show notes um, on that page to learn more about Alfred. Absolute, yeah, definitely up there as one of my favorite productivity tools on the Mac. Next, we get into the Apple suite of products. So I've got, I'm, I'm going to cover these as a bunch, actually. So I've got Apple Calendar, Apple Mail, Apple Notes, and Apple Reminders. Yep, it's no surprise. Like, I'm an Apple geek. I live in the Apple ecosystem. I mean, I have the MacBook, the iPhone. Um, it just kind of works for me to be in the Apple ecosystem. So with the Calendar, um, this is the client that I use for my personal appointments, which all go through my iCloud account, and also my Google Mail or Google Calendar account, which is what I use for my business, for my work, that syncs to Apple Calendar as well. So I've got two different accounts syncing to my Apple Calendar on my Mac and on my phone. And I, I'm, I've talked about time blocking before. I put everything on my calendar, you know, social appointments, CrossFit classes, the work that I'm doing, appointments, and um, and I can share certain categories and things with Haley, my wife, as well. But yeah, Apple Calendar is my go-to calendar. And pretty much when I've when I'm, I have my computer open, the calendar is open. I, I have my MacBook plugged into an external display and my calendar is literally always in view Uh, next we have apple mail and this is my email client um and again because i'm in sort of the apple ecosystem it just works having you know using the apple mail app and i've tried different mail clients i've tried cloud magic and mailbox and a number of others but for some reason i always keep coming back to apple mail i find it's just the most reliable it just works really well and and um i've actually added a really cool extension called mail butler which is, sort of sits on top of Apple Mail and adds in some cool features like the ability to snooze email, you've got email templates, you've got tracking and that kind of thing. So Mail Butler's a nice little add-on. But yeah, I really like Apple Mail. I just find that it's really rock solid. The search is great and um, again, just makes sense being on in the Apple ecosystem. I do use Apple Notes as well. I actually switched to Apple Notes a couple of years ago from Evernote uh, because I really like the simplicity and the deep integration with just the iOS and macOS systems. I just found as well that I didn't need all of the features that Evernote offers, and I just prefer the simple and clean interface of Apple Notes. And so for me, Notes is for storing, you know, ideas, for journaling, uh, storing articles, planning planning out projects, and not really projects, but ideas, I'd say, and, and storing information. It's basically like my digital brain. So a lot of notes and information do do go into Asana if it's related to tasks, but really Apple Notes is my digital brain for sort of long-term storage of notes and ideas and things. So think of it, I very much use it very much like I would use a physical notebook, but I don't actually use a physical notebook. I just use Apple Notes for just jotting things down, storing kind of just useful information, really. Offloading information is, is the best way for me to describe my use of Apple Notes. Then we have Apple Reminders. Um, I use this sort of for quick reminders that I want to set for smaller personal tasks that I need to complete. And generally I'll do this using Siri. So I can say, hey Siri, remind me to do whatever when I get home. That's probably the most common way that I use Apple Reminders. Uh, obviously I use, I use Asana, which I've got coming up next for the, my main task and project management. But Apple Reminders is really handy for sort of quick little little tasks. And again, I can access them on my phone, on the Mac as well. And so, yeah, next we do have Asana. This is a a big component, as you probably know, of my tech stack. Asana is where all my tasks, my projects live. It's one of the productivity tools I just could not live without. Um, I find it's just really well designed. It's functional. It's easy to use. uh, It's great for organizing multiple projects. And I really like the My Tasks page, which just combines all of your tasks and subtasks from all across your account into one simple view so that you can see what you need to work on. Um, 
I have loads of resources if you want to learn more about Asana. I've got my training videos on YouTube, so definitely check out the links in this week's um, episode notes. And yeah, obviously I do my consulting on Asana as well. So if you want one-on-one support with Asana, definitely get in touch. But yeah, Asana, massive kind of brick in my in my tech stack. Next we have Backblaze. This is a tool that I use for online backups. Uh, so Backblaze allows you to back up your computer to the cloud um, and it's great if you have a laptop like me and don't always remember to make a physical backup to a hard drive. Backblaze will back up your computer over the internet and um, it, it will actually um, kind of set the upload uh, the, the speed of the upload so it doesn't throttle your internet as well but it means that if you lose important files or your entire computer you can actually order a hard drive with a complete copy of your computer on it and get a, a nice clone backup to restore your files or your entire computer if you need to so it's just a really nice very affordable as well i think it's about five dollars per month uh, very affordable tool for storing backups online Next, I use Calendly. Uh, this is what I use for easy scheduling. And Calendly is a really useful scheduling app that allows you to specify times that you are available so that other people can book appointments on your calendar. I use this to book clients, uh, book meetings with clients and people who are wanting to inquire about my consulting service. Again, I use it like dozens of times a week I get Calendly bookings. Um, I really couldn't run my, my consulting business without this tool. I'm on their $15 a month pro plan, which lets me take payments as well and set up multiple event types. Um, so absolutely love Calendly. I've done a fair bit with Zapier and Calendly as well. So I've connected it to my Pipedrive account to have new deals created from Calendly bookings uh, and tasks and subtasks in Asana as well. So again, I would say this is one of the more important tools in my tech stack. I really do find it incredibly useful for um, you know managing my time and taking bookings with clients. Nice handy little utility now is Clean My Mac. Handy little app that actually comes as part of Setapp, which is a subscription service that I'll talk about, um, that I use to clean up old files and optimize the performance of my Mac. Um, it lets you scan your Mac for large files, for malware, and perform kind of maintenance scripts as well. So it's something I use every couple of weeks, I would say, to just keep everything running really nice and smoothly on my Mac and just keeping you know old files cleaned away and, and everything ticking over nicely. It's kind of like doing a little service, like you service your car and change the oil. That's what Clean My Mac is like, and a really nice little handy app that I use every couple of weeks. Uh, Dropbox, up next for file management. Now, I've actually recently migrated from Dropbox to iCloud Drive, so my usage of Dropbox has significantly decreased. Now, really, I only use Dropbox for syncing app settings and sharing temporary files with people. That's it. I've got a couple of folders, and, and um, that's it. As for why I migrated, um, I talked about this in my Slack channel recently, but uh, I kind of <laughs> migrated out of rage. Dropbox was just giving me all sorts of syncing issues, and it was just being really buggy. And I'd, I'd always wanted to migrate to iCloud Drive, actually, instead for my, for my files. And so I thought, let me give this a go. And it took a you know a couple of hours actually to move everything across, and I actually took my time and I went through all my files kind of folder by folder to kind of really do an audit on everything I had, and in the process I deleted a lot of stuff, um, old files and folders and documents that I just slowly built up over time working on different projects that I realized you know what I don't need this anymore I'm going to delete it, and so even just doing the migration it was a really nice process to go through to just audit and clean up all that old stuff, um, and I f was able to free up a lot of space on my computer. Um, I'm also very happy with iCloud Drive since making the switch. Um, so Dropbox, yeah, um, not really using it much anymore, just for a couple of little app settings, and that's and that's it.
Next we have Excel, and uh, this is actually the one and only Microsoft product that I use. Um, obviously I'm <laughs> big in the Apple ecosystem, as I said, but for crunching numbers and working with data, there is no better option. Excel is the, the, the big daddy when it comes to spreadsheets. So I actually really like using Excel. I think it's a great app. Um, purchased a license for my Mac, and... Um, yeah, I mean, I have to use it quite a lot with, with, you know, working with spreadsheets and things and importing data to client accounts. So great spreadsheet tool and definitely couldn't do my, my job without it. Next, we have G Suite, and this is my tool, you know, my subscription, uh, which I use for business email and calendar. G Suite is Google's kind of suite of products and services, like you get a Google Mail account, Google Calendar and Google Drive. So this is what I use for my, my work uh, business email. So I do have a Google account, a mail account, but like I said before, I actually sync that to Apple Calendar. So it's a Google Mail account that I manage through Apple, not Apple Calendar, excuse me, Apple Mail. So it's a Google account that I manage through Apple Mail. But I do use the Google Calendar. That's where my work appointments are made. You know, Calendly, like I said, they all get added to my Google Calendar, which then syncs to my Apple Calendar so I can see it on my phone and Mac. Um, I do use Google Drive a little bit as well, so technically I am kind of using three different cloud storage products, Google Drive, Dropbox, and iCloud. My use of Google Drive, similar to Dropbox, it's very limited. I really only use Google Drive for collaborating on shared documents with clients, um, and I use a few Google Sheets to run some of my Zapier automations as well, so very sort of limited usage when it comes to, to Google Drive. Uh, yeah, I have Google Mail as part of my G Suite subscription as well. I mean, in this day and age, you kind of just need a Google account for things to work. You, you just kind of do. Uh, but next we have Grammarly. Uh, this is maybe a tool that you've heard before. Grammarly is a spelling and grammar checker. It's a web extension, kind of you can install it on Chrome or Safari, and it checks your grammar. And unlike some of the built-in spell checkers that you've probably used, Grammarly is actually really good. Um, kind of tells you when you've missed a comma or you've missed a hyphen and lots of little just um, nuances when it comes to spelling and grammar. So that just kind of sits in the background and tells me when I'm making a mistake, which is quite nice. This episode of the Paul Miners podcast is sponsored by Text Expander. I've said it once, I'll say it again. Text Expander is one of my all-time favorite productivity tools because it helps me to save so much time in a very tangible way. Text Expander, what it does, it lets you save text that you can quickly regenerate anywhere that you can type text on your computer. So I use it with my wife with the Text Expander for Teams account, and it's great for sharing things like email templates. So we have some templates that we use. I can create those templates. I've shared them with Haley, she can just type a little snippet to quickly regenerate that template. And I can change the template at any time. Haley doesn't even necessarily know that it's changed. It's great for things like email, sales copy, getting important links, filling out forms. And with your snippets, you can dynamically insert words like people's names. You can use fill-ins, drop-downs, and more to really customize and get your snippets looking the way that you want. So take control of your time and productivity by letting Text Expander handle your repetitive typing tasks. Text Expander is available on macOS, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad, and iOS users can now enjoy Text Expander in dark mode on iOS 13. Now, show listeners can get 20% off their first year by going to textexpander.com forward slash podcast, and make sure you choose the Paul Miners podcast in the How Did You Hear About Us section. That's textexpander.com forward slash podcast to save 20% off your first year. And thank you, Text Expander, for sponsoring this episode of the Paul Miners podcast. 
Next we have Hazel. Hazel is an automatic document management tool for the Mac. It's an incredibly useful kind of, um, it's a system preference app actually that you access through your system preferences. And what the way it works is you tell Hazel to watch a specific folder on your Mac. And when files or folders within that target folder meet certain criteria, so maybe there's a file that, you know, it has to be a PDF and contain certain keywords, you can tell Hazel to perform actions on that file. So for example, um, if I save a receipt from, let's say, uh, ConvertKit, my monthly ConvertKit bill comes in, I can save that to my downloads. Hazel is watching my downloads folder. It can then rename the receipt to the name of the, the receipt and then the word ConvertKit, and then it can file it away into my files, into my receipts folder. So I love Hazel for um, managing receipts. is definitely one of my big uses of Hazel, but also cleaning things up because Hazel can watch your trash and empty the trash if you add big files or if files have been sitting in there for a long time. Hazel can also help when you uninstall applications. So if you delete an application, it can actually go into your system and clean up some of the old uh, files as well. And it can do things like, you know, delete um, files that have been sitting on your desktop or in your downloads for a long time. So it's really great if you are not the best at managing and deleting old stuff set up Hazel and get it to clean up your desktop or your screenshots or downloads and it can really help to free up some space and tidy up after you uh, in, in a very automated way. So definitely recommend Hazel. Next we have iCloud. Um, so kind of, again, sort of part of the Apple ecosystem. I have iCloud. Uh, generically, iCloud is my sort of digital life. So I use things like iCloud handles the sync for my calendar appointments, my reminders, email, but also photos as well. So I, you know, I take all my photos on my iPhone, they can sync to my Mac. So iCloud is really where my kind of online or digital life lives. All my appointments, contacts, everything kind of runs through iCloud. Um, and they've got, you know, the things like the Find My uh, service or app runs through iCloud as well. So if I lose my phone or Haley, my wife, loses her phone, I can log into iCloud, we can find those devices. So iCloud is just um, very... Um, very useful service that obviously comes when you, you know, with every Apple product, great way for kind of keeping information in sync. And I would say as well, like Apple, I feel like is one of the more, more trustworthy companies in the world. And it's kind of one of the few that I really, I think they really care about your privacy and security. So I'm, I'm very happy and confident putting my information into iCloud. And yeah, as I said previously, I am now using iCloud Drive um, for my file storage. And so very happy. Yeah, like I said, since making the switch, I've been very happy making that switch. It just sort of all just works as well in, in classic Apple fashion. Since moving to iCloud Drive, everything just works. I really like the Files app on iOS as well. Next, we have Keyboard Maestro. This is something I've been using for, I'd say, less than a year. It's probably one of the more newer tools in my tech stack. This is something I use for Mac automation. So it's a very um, interesting tool where you can set up like a trigger. So for example, a trigger might be when a certain application opens. Let's say I open Zoom which is a app I use for conference calls, then Keyboard Maestro will do things like it can enable Do Not Disturb on my Mac. So while I'm on a call, Do Not Disturb is enabled. It can also do things like if you type in a keyboard shortcut um, while I'm using Asana, it can create tasks from a template that I've set up. So it's a really great little automation tool. Um, there is a bit of a learning curve with it, and that's probably why I didn't use it for a while. I knew it was probably something I would use, but I, I just, I don't know, I just didn't know 
how I could put in the time to learn it. But then I signed up to David Sparks's Keyboard Maestro Field Guide. Uh, David Sparks runs the Mac Power Users podcast, and he announced that he was coming out with a field guide. So I was like, great, this is the opportunity I've been waiting for. I'm going to put some time into learning Keyboard Maestro. And yeah, since doing that, I'm very happy. It, it really helps to automate uh, some, some cool little tasks for me now. So Keyboard Maestro, great little tool to run automation on your Mac. Next we have Mail Butler, which I mentioned before, it's this extension that sits on top of Mail to do things like snooze Mail, emails, and do templates, things like that. Uh, so I'll, I'll go over that quite quickly. Uh, next we have Pipedrive. Again, this is another key component of my tech stack, a tool that I work in for hours every single day. It is my customer relationship management system, my CRM of choice. So when somebody books a call through Calendly to chat with me, obviously that goes to my calendar like we talked about, and using Zapier I can create a deal in my CRM. And so it's where I can track you know, the stages that clients are at, you know, who I've got meetings booked with, who have received proposals, and who I'm following up up with so I can track the, the clients as they you know go through that journey or that sales journey to to hopefully then to work with me. So obviously I do my consulting on Pipedrive as well. So if you do want one-on-one -on -one support with Pipedrive, feel free to get in touch. And in the show notes for this episode, I do have details on how you can get an extended trial and links to all my resources and videos as well. So Pipedrive, absolutely one of my favorite tools, one of my favorite companies as well. I really enjoy working with the team at Pipedrive. And next we have Pocketsmith, another um, yeah personal favorite. This is my um, personal finance tracker. I've done a few videos and talked about Pocketsmith before. It is a personal finance application on the web, so there's no app to download. And the way it works is you connect your bank accounts to your account, and so it can watch the transactions coming in. And then you can categorize them into different categories like you know eating out or groceries or petrol. And so you can get a really good snapshot of where your money's going and coming in from each month. Uh, so you can just kind of track your spending habits. But it's also great. It has some great forecasting tools as well. So you can program, program in your budgets and things like the bills that you need to pay that you know you have coming up. So you know you spend, I don't know, $100 a month on power. So you can program in all the expenses that you know are coming up and your likely income as well. And so then uh, it can actually help you to forecast your future uh, savings, which is really handy. So Pocketsmith is an app I've been using for, I'd say, about five or six years at this point. I really enjoy, really like it, and I think I'm definitely better with money as a result of using Pocketsmith. Uh, so yeah, highly recommend Pocketsmith for personal finance tracking. You could even use it for business expenses and tracking as well. Next, we have Setapp, and this is something I mentioned before. This is an app subscription marketplace for the Mac. So instead of having to pay for programs or applications, uh, you know, buy a license like you had to in the old days, with Setapp, you pay a subscription. I think I pay like $100 or something for the year or something ridiculous like that. And um, like ridiculously cheap, that is. And you get access to all of their apps. You can download and use them as much as you want. And they, they have curated and collected all the best tools in one place. So you kind of don't have to worry about which apps to use. You just kind of pick the, their recommended, you know, um, writing app or other apps and things. So a couple of the apps that I was previously paying for, like Timing, Ulysses, Clean My Mac, I previously had to pay for all of these separately. Now I get them as part of my Set App subscription. So I've definitely saved money since switching to Set App and, and started, been able to use some other great little tools that I would have never found, about, uh, found out about un, unless I um, uh, had a Set App subscription. So great, very affordable way of getting access to some great tools on your Mac. 
Okay, we're getting towards the end now. So next we have Text Expander. Again, another absolute favorite productivity tool I could not live without. When I get a new Mac, this is one of the first things I have to install. Text Expander is what I use for quick typing and text expansion. So you, you program in a snippet, which is like a little keyboard shortcut, and it can spit out a block of text. So I use it for things like links to products and pages on my website. Uh, my Calendly booking links so that people can book with me and email templates is a big big one so if somebody whatever type of email I receive uh, chances are I've probably got a template set up in text expander so it makes replying to email very quick and easy and you can um, customize your um, your snippets with fill-ins so you can put in a space for someone's name uh, you can um, put in uh, optional sections that you can turn on and off so absolutely love setup uh, setup text expander obviously they're actually one of the sponsors of this podcast today and i was really happy when they came on as a spot as a sponsor because i absolutely love their tool Next we have Timing, and this is a time tracking app for the Mac, which as I said, it comes as part of my SetApp subscription. It's a very beautiful, well-designed time tracking app that kind of just watches the websites, the apps, the documents that you're using in the background, and very cleverly kind of categorizes what you're doing. Uh, you can train it a little bit as well, so you can say, look, if you see the word proposal, that means I'm doing sales. Uh, so it will learn a little bit about how you spend your time, and then it means you can actually go back and see, like, what am I spending my time on? And again, I've been using this consistently for a while. Um, very sort of set and forget. I check it at the end of the day just to see what I've done and I can help, I can clean up some of the categorization that's been done. But it's really nice. I think it's awesome um, having that data at your fingertips so you can go back and see how your time is being spent. I'm actually planning on, as the, at the time of recording this, I'm planning on wrapping up the year with a post and a podcast about how I've spent my time this year. And timing is what I will be using to, to do that analysis and, and write that post. Uh, so if you're interested in learning where your time goes and you're on a Mac, check out timing. Next, we have Ulysses. Ulysses is what I use for writing blog posts. Again, it comes as part of Setup. And it's what I, uh, yeah, it's, I use it for writing blog posts, uh, some ebooks as well. Um, because, yeah, generally it's not advisable to write directly on the web. So I wouldn't write directly into WordPress for my blog. I do it in Ulysses. And it's nice because I can write in a language called Markdown, which makes it quite quick and easy to code in the, the headings and things for WordPress. And you can connect it to your WordPress site or Medium as well. And so you can publish straight to your blog, which is great. Um, and so it's just a really nice, clean writing environment that you can use to eliminate distractions as well. You can go into their focused mode and it makes writing really nice. Uh, next we have Zapier, and this is the automation tool I use to link different services together. So like I said before, like if you book with me during using Calendly, um, you can then book, uh, that then gets created, a, uh, creates a, a deal and a contact for me in Pipedrive. Or when a deal in Pipedrive is one, that creates tasks for me in Asana. So it works off this sort of trigger action system to automate various systems and tools that you use. It really is the glue or the pipes of the internet that connects everything together. Um, I love Zapier. God, at this point, I can't even begin to tell you how much time it has saved me. I'm on their pro plan now, so I pay $50 a month. So it's probably one of the more expensive tools that I pay for. But God, hands down, I would pay double if I had to. Like this tool saves me so much time. Um, it's definitely worth investing in from a financial standpoint and investing some time into in terms of learning how to use the tool as well so for that i have some videos on youtube about how to get started with zapier but oh i just cannot say enough good stuff about zapier it really is a, a lifesaver 
And finally, we have Zoom. Zoom is what I use for video conferencing. So I use Zoom with all of my uh, clients um, for my conference calls, and it's just the most reliable, easy to use. It comes with cloud recording options as well, So and connects with Calendly. So you know you book using Calendly, and it creates the Zoom appointment as well. So Zoom, um, I'm using instead of Skype that I used to use a few years ago for all of my conferencing. I will just check, actually, I do have a couple of uh, recommended tools on the next tab on this page website. I won't go through all of them. Um, let's check out ConvertKit, I will just mention briefly, is what I use as my email provider. Uh, I mentioned earlier this year I migrated from MailChimp to ConvertKit. Again, I've been very happy since making this change. It is a very nice tool for setting up uh, you know, your onboarding sequences and sales funnels. Their visual automation is incredible for just seeing how subscribers are going to flow through a journey of you know onboarding emails into different funnels and things so i really enjoy using convertkit as my email provider for my weekly newsletter as well all of my e-commerce systems happen through easy digital downloads so that's how i process or it's how i um you know, collect payments through my website, set up customer accounts and deliver my products. That's all through a tool called Easy Digital Downloads. Uh, payments actually run through Stripe, which is my credit card processor or PayPal, but Easy Digital Downloads is kind of the e-commerce provider that handles the back-end kind of admin, which is which I've been very happy with. Um, SoundCloud is what I use for podcast hosting. And another one that I will just give a quick shout out to is WP Complete. This is a tool by Paul Jarvis, one of my favorite online people. Um, Paul designed this tool. Uh, it's basically a tool that, or a plugin that you can use to create lesson pages on your WordPress site that you, people can mark as complete. So recently, in the last couple of months, I've made my personal productivity toolkit and my how to become a virtual consultant program. I've turned them into membership areas on my site, and you can actually mark the lessons as complete. So it's uh, I've been really, really pleased using that tool and just using it to provide a better experience to customers so they can track their progress. So those are a couple of little plugins that I use on my site. But for the full list, definitely check out the show notes. So Whew, that was a pretty big list. If you want to read more, again, like I said, go to paulminers.com slash 157, and I've got more details and resources about each of those tools. And I want to hear from you as well, so feel free to reach out to me after this episode. Uh, there, there aren't any comments this week on that page, but you can reach me on Twitter or respond to my emails and uh, tell me what tools you're using. If you think there's anything I should be using that I've missed, definitely let me know. Thank you very much for listening. This has been a slightly longer episode than normal, uh, and I will catch you next time on the Paul Miners Podcast. Thank you very much for listening to the Paul Miners Podcast. Two quick things before I go. Firstly, if you enjoyed this episode or if you have any feedback, please leave me a review on iTunes. It really does mean a lot to me because it helps the show to get uh, discovered so that more people can benefit from the content, and I would love your help getting the show out there. So please, if you have a minute, I would love a review on iTunes. And uh, on that note, if you want to give me any more feedback, you can always reach out to me via my blog, leave me a comment, or if you're on my newsletter list, you can respond to any of my emails as well. I really do love hearing from my listeners and hearing what you want to learn about and getting your feedback. Number two, if you want to connect with me on a more regular basis, you can become a VIP member of my website. Head to paulminers.com slash VIP to learn about my membership options and how to get access to my private Slack community. This has typically been reserved for my uh, high-end customers in the past, but I've opened it up for the first time. So head on over to the website paulminers.com slash VIP to learn how you can get access to my private Slack channel where you'll also get access to my complete library of book summaries as well.
One more time, thank you very much for listening, and I will catch you next time on the Paul Miners podcast.